What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends. My name's Nigel Morris, and you're listening to Great Solar Business. Thanks for joining us again. This week, uh, our last show for the year, in fact, the last show for 2022, and a bumper episode it is. I'll get started in a moment, but let's get some things out of the way. Uh, firstly, please forgive me for not having a final guest for the year. Uh, instead, Unfortunately for you, perhaps uh, what you're going to get is one big last solar rant for the year from me. I'm hoping to wrap up the year for you, give you some tips for the future and explain what an electric Harley Davidson and the future of solar have in common. Just for fun. All right, let's uh, get some other things out of the way. And firstly, a mea culpa, an apology, um, which I'd like to start off with. We've actually missed a couple of episodes, uh, which I'm deeply embarrassed about. I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, there are a couple of things that happened. And, and one of them is that a couple of episodes that we actually had in the can did not make it to air. Uh, often there are gatekeepers who decide for whatever reason that uh, the recording that was laid down was uh, not suitable to go to air. Uh, nothing too serious, uh, I can assure you, but uh, those episodes didn't make it to air, which threw my schedule out a little bit. My apologies, and hopefully you might get to hear them next year. Secondly, the other reason why I'm a little bit behind and why I don't have a guest is because, well, I have a day job. Uh, my full-time job is, of course, at Solar Analytics as their head of business development, and this year was an epic year. My role changed, and of course, working for one of the most advanced solar companies in the world is breathtaking sometimes. Uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas. This year, we added a heap of valuable new features and even found a way to get consumption data without a consumption meter. You can also now connect to Solar Analytics with literally just one click and even get started for free in some cases. I'm also watching solar companies starting to do incredible things with our data and dashboards, customizing it to suit their customers' needs. I never imagined I'd be helping solar owners and retailers save time and money with software, but here I am and I'm doing it every day. So I've been very busy with all of that going on. So that's my mea culpa. That's my apology for not having a guest and uh, missing an episode or two. But on with the show. Let's get on and start with a wrap for 2022. So firstly, well done, I would have to say. Um, it was actually, as you all very well know, our first post-lockdown year when, you know, the floodgates were open. We could get out and do pretty much whatever we wanted for most of the year. So that was good. But of course, at the same time, we had epic levels of rainfall. In fact, historic levels of rainfall, uh, flooding, 
uh, historic levels of flooding, which continues as I speak, and in the background just to keep us entertained, a pandemic, which has uh, been challenging for lots of people off work sick. So just surviving it all and getting on roofs has been a massive challenge, and all of those things conspired, as you all well know, to start the year out pretty terribly. Um, but the worm has well and truly turned. The second half of the year has slowly but steadily showed signs of good recovery, and here I am in uh, mid-December now, and the year, uh, I reckon, is going to finish with a great, like a great big rocket ship. My guess at this stage is that predominantly because of the vastly improved weather, we are going to finish the year at around 2.8 gigawatts of rooftop solar installed, which is not too bad. It's about 7% less than 2021, so definitely down a bit, and that was mostly because of the first half. So don't be too hard on yourself if your solar business was down a little bit this year. The good news is, of course, demand has been stimulated by the massive rise in energy prices. And although it hurts as a consumer, uh, they are likely to stay high for some time yet. But we'll come back to that. And finally, if you're a solar retailer or owner, I want you to consider this. You are now the dominant form of energy capacity in Australia. You're the biggest part of the energy market at 53% of all the installed generation capacity. What you do matters, and especially so in the coming years. The solar coaster is strong, and it's not going anywhere. So let's get on to talking about the energy market and more specifically what happened this year and what it means for next year. To pull some facts together and to give you a sense of all of this, I referred to the Australian Energy Regulator's latest State of the Energy Market Report, which was uh, delivered in September this year. And I, I had a look through that this morning as a, a kind of um, a synopsis of everything that's gone on around the energy market in Australia. And we, we've all kind of been in the middle of it as the year's gone by. But there were a few things that I thought really stood out as I went through the report. The first one was a statement made by the AER uh, right up front where they literally described witnessing the transformation of the energy market in real time. I quote, Australia's energy markets are undergoing a profound transformation. The national electricity market is moving from a centralised system of large fossil fuel generation towards an array of smaller scale, widely dispersed wind and solar generators, hydroelectric generation, grid scale batteries and demand response. We have observed over the last 12 months that the transition continues to accelerate. Now, Accompanying this headline statement right at the beginning of the document are a whole lot of graphs that show what we've all experienced and witnessed as members of the solar industry. We've seen the curve go up and up and up and up. We've had some lumps and bumps, it's true, but the cumulative impact of what has happened with solar and the acceleration of the installed capacity, installed capacity continues. And there is little to suggest that is not going to continue. 
The other one that I thought was really worth teasing out of the report and reminding ourselves of was the profound uh, goings-on in the national energy market this year. Uh, the energy market operator simultaneously suspended all mainland regions of the NEM for the first time ever. They effectively halted trading in the energy market. This has never ever happened before in Australia's history and was profound in so many ways. And I think we haven't yet to see the full implications of that rollout. Uh, of course, it is uh, those events around that, um, or the, 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 yeah, the events are all around that uh, occurrence are going to be the subject of much debate and hopefully much progress over the coming years. The other one that stood out for me was the generation mix. And for what it's worth, in Australia, 325 large generators make up the large-scale part of our market. Now, that includes all forms of generation, but only 325 generators to keep the lights on in this country, which is quite remarkable. And I'm sure you can guess what some of the largest ones are or perhaps aren't. There are also, of course, literally millions and millions and millions of rooftop solar systems, the small-scale market that we love so much. And together, the large and the small-scale markets uh, are made up of about seven, just over 70 gigawatts of capacity. Now, this is an interesting number to me because going back about eight or 10 years ago now, the entire market was hovering, the entire capacity of the market was hovering around 40 to 45 gigawatts, and it hasn't been there for a long time. And one of the plus sides of renewables, if you like, is you have to overbuild. You have to build a lot more capacity uh, to deliver the energy um, over the time that it's required. Uh, and it's happening. We're already uh, almost double what we were when I first started publishing my new normalometer as we started to see the transition beginning around 10 years ago. And here we are now with the majority of energy in that 70 gigawatts being provided by renewables. The market's worth about $14 billion. So it is a very, very material energy market and something you've got to, again, I'm saying to you, remember, you are part of that market. You are not a little solar company. You are part of the energy market. And of course, uh, for what it's worth on the generation mix, don't fall for the bullshit that Angus and Barnaby continue to roll out about coal's importance. Coal is declining. They can't get funded. Uh, plants are shutting down. They're being retired because they're too old. Uh, they're too expensive. Their fuel is too expensive. And they only hold a mere 30% of capacity, of that 70 gigawatt capacity in the market now. So coal is increasingly irrelevant. Let's talk about the retail market for a moment. Again, I'm just teasing out the high-level stuff uh, to set the scene for our energy market, this market that you are now part of. Uh, the national energy market is served by a mere 60 retailers. Now, it doesn't sound like that many, but it's actually almost doubled over just the last five or so years. Huge uptick in the number of providers and brands that are in the market providing retail electricity particularly to the small market. However, it's worth noting that 64% of the 
all the customers in the market were served by just three retailers. So there is a very, very big concentration of market power in those three retailers. It's also notable that um, around eight retailers, I think the last count was eight retailers exited the market in 2022. The first time that's happened uh, since the growth uh, started five years ago. Uh, that's a 13% drop in the number of electricity retailers that you can choose from. So competition has gone down and uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, so the retail market is clearly in a huge state of flux as well. And of course, behind all of this or around the sides of all of it, making up our cake that is the energy market is pricing. And we all know that they have gone ballistic forecasts of 30 to 50 percent more increase coming over the next year or so. And in fact, again, to, to quote uh, the AER from their report, the electricity and gas wholesale market prices have surged to record and persistent highs driven by a perfect storm of supply side constraints. They left out opportunism and price gouging, but that's we'll put that aside for now. High prices, they say, will persist over the next one to two years. However, I'd suggest I think we might have seen the peak. And in fact, the report even showed that the projections going forward were that we have peaked uh it's not going to come off the boil much but uh it has peaked and we're already hearing a lot from the government about their plans to cap coal and gas prices and get energy pricing at the retail level under control they were the things that i could tease out there some important facts for you uh when uh you um bump into gus or into barnaby and you want to call them on their um on their garbage so let's move on now to the next topic which is about rebates incentives and momentum where are we going to in the near future when you combine all those facts when you combine the fact that renewables are already dominant that they are growing at an enormous rate and you take all of those things and put them together with our new government's pro-renewable stance, you can't help but feel a bit optimistic. The next few years, in my view, are going to be all about market signals and incentives to grow renewables, batteries and EVs. You can taste it. You can smell it. I can see the momentum continuing to build and indeed, so can the AER. They made the same comment that it is accelerating now. So how big the next year or two will be is predominantly going to be driven, again, just my view, but predominantly driven by the supply and demand balance in our world of solar panels, inverters, batteries and electric vehicles, which are increasingly coming together and forming a single market world events have unequivocally shown that you know they can interrupt uh, the flow of product or push the prices up but it has not stopped the solar revolution on rooftops and if the world continues to stabilize we're seeing some signs of that costs will come down and scale will go up as manufacturing returns to its previous levels or indeed expands with the new plants that all need to come online We've talked on previous episodes of both GSB and Solar Insiders about the insatiable growth in demand that has fallen out of the Ukraine um, war with Russia. 
uh, or the Russian war with Ukraine, depending on your perspective. But what we know is that demand for renewables is surging on the back of that. And of course, in Australia and everywhere else around the world, as renewables continue to become cheaper, electric vehicles continue to become cheaper, batteries continue to become cheaper, the demand is going to start to accelerate away rapidly and that will bring us that scale. I reckon we're going to see it in the next year or two. So let's talk about what the next few years of the solar industry might look like. What, what's, what are you going to have to deal with in the next few years if you own a solar company in Australia? Before I go to that, though, why don't we take a quick message from our sponsors. SolarJuice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. SolarJuice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy. Their inverters, SMA, Fronius and Sungro, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let SolarJuice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics. From just $40 a year, Solar Analytics can help solar owners save an extra $400 by recommending the ideal energy plan. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au. All right, listeners, we're back, and please do uh, join us in thanking the team at Solar Juice for their awesome support. We couldn't have got through yet another year without their wonderful support. Give them a like, click on their website, buy some solar stuff off them. Uh, thanks heaps to, particularly to Andrew, Rami, and Harry, who've been great supporters over the duration. Now, back to the discussion, I wanted to propose to you. Uh, a way to describe what your future in solar looks like. And to do that, I thought, what better way than to describe the similarities between a Harley-Davidson Livewire and the future in solar? What do they have in common, you ask? Well, let me explain. The Harley-Davidson Livewire and your solar future have more in common than you might otherwise realise. Here's what the future is going to look like in the very near term for you. You'll be installing solar, inverters, batteries, electric vehicles and software systems that allow them to interact intelligently. I've got one at home, like tens of thousands of other smart solar energy users. Your world of quickly slapping solar systems on a roof will all but vanish. Customers will demand automation. You'll be selling and supporting substantially more complicated, integrated energy freedom solutions. This is not just about slapping panels on. They'll expect you, in fact, beyond expect, they'll demand you to protect them from energy price volatility, not just generate kilowatt hours. They want batteries that are reliable, cheap, flexible to do whatever they want and, of course, incredibly simple to operate. They'll have smart hot water systems and other loads that behave intelligently. And of course, in the coming years, you can guarantee they'll have one or two EVs. You'll be expected to make all of this work seamlessly, reliably, and deliver that energy freedom, the price freedom, the carbon freedom, both in the home and on the road. You'll become their energy freedom partner. 
which brings me right back to the Harley Livewire. Today, I watched my recently upgraded system yet again start to behave in a whole new way. It was like a bizarre Orwellian cage fight with automatons challenging each other for infinite automated solar-saving supremacy in my shed. My electric Harley in this bizarre world that's going on all around me with automation and algorithms just doing whatever they need to do, my Harley now automatically gets carefully managed excess solar energy, followed by my hot water tank and then followed by my batteries and, of course, around the edge of this, my loads. It connects together simply and it's virtually seamless and, of course, it's all easily managed on an app. It's a little bit like watching witchcraft, but it is a sight to behold. Since I started riding electric motorcycles 10 years ago, I've saved, get this, I did the numbers the other day, almost $30,000. It almost pays for the bike and the solar system over the time that I've had it. Of course, I've had a little bit of help along the way being an early adopter. So I do want to take the time to shout out to all the great people and sponsors for their generous help along the way in bringing the future to today and allowing me to enjoy the freedoms of energy storage and electric vehicles. And those companies are Solar Juice, Wallbox, Harley-Davidson, Zero Motorcycles, Foresight Helmets, and of course, keeping the wheels turning on a day-to-day level for me, the wonderful Solar Analytics. So thank you, all of you, for your most generous support. Now, whilst I might seem like a freak, this type of setup is actually becoming quite normal and ever more affordable. Some combination like this one that I have is your future if you're into solar. Make no mistake. So our future is clearly around a changing energy market. Our future is clearly around simpler, better, cheaper automation and integration of generation, storage, and electric vehicles. It's coming and it is about to accelerate. We can see that happening. So what does this mean for next year? What should you be thinking about and doing over the next few months to get ready as the year starts to kick off? Well, here are my five top tips for you to prepare for what I think is going to come next year. Firstly, take a good break, a really good break. The last few years have been tough. And of course, this year, we've all been trying to, you know, rev our businesses back up, get all the people back out in in their trucks, on their tools, uh, out to the trade shows, out to the fairs, out back in the real world, traveling around. So, After an exhausting year, take a break. You're going to need everything you've got for next year as the markets continue to recover. Number two, I encourage you to prepare for growth. You can get your business ready. You can start thinking about what you need to do to expand. What are the areas of your business that you need to bolster, to enhance, to improve so that you can handle more volume? You need to be able to deliver better, bigger, smarter solar and energy storage systems. And I reckon 2023 could easily hit 3.5 gigawatts. We should be back on a growth trajectory. 
Number three, as the predominant force in the energy market, you need to be tuned into energy pricing and the market, the energy market, not just the price of a solar panel. You are a player in the energy market now. Get your head around that. Number four, centralized control is going to keep growing. It has to. We've actually seen it work multiple times now like a symphony at scale. So it's proven itself. We know it can work. And I was delighted to see recently a bunch of inverter and storage manufacturers squeezing the Queensland government to not do a dumb solution for curtailing solar at the residential level, but instead to take advantage of smarter and more efficient ways to handle centralized control. It's proven. We can do it. The equipment's out there. Number five, solar businesses, of course, have to be super efficient to compete and prosper. If you keep thinking you can do the same thing that you've done in years gone by, while the cost of your goods goes down, you're nuts. You can't. You need to either make more margin or increase your prices or both uh, to survive and to retain enough margin in your business. So uh, efficiency and driving economies of scale and using every tool you can possibly get your hands on to make your business more efficient is going to be essential. You won't be able to compete in a growth market unless you are smarter and better. It's the only way to win. So, ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts for the next installment of the Solar Coaster Ride. Well, there you have it, folks. I want to close the episode and, in fact, close the year by saying how profoundly grateful I am to everyone, who are our guests, our listeners, and especially all the wonderful people uh, I've met uh, throughout the year and who've said kind things about the show. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I also want to give a huge thanks again to the team at Solar Juice, Andrew and Rami, uh, who are our major sponsors, and we really appreciate your contributions. Lots of you have told me you'll like, you like the show, so I guess I'll be back next year, and I look forward to speaking to you then. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. You can now offer Solar Analytics from just $40 per year by connecting it directly to Fronius and SunGrow inverters. No additional hardware required, just extra value. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.